the best ever. There's never been anybody to room. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their club. Class Joe, Vaughn Kaiser, Piston Hondo, Don Flamenco, King Hippo, Great Tiger, Ball Bull, Mr. Sandman, Soda Papinski, Super Macho Man, Mr. Dream, fuck that guy, paid the man with crazy eyes, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, Mike Tyson. Podcast episode 42 brought to you by bonfireshades.ca. Uh, Bonfire Shades, if you want to get laid, get Bonfire Shades, and that's the uh, little uh, tagline that I came up with for uh, my buddy Shades. Uh, he came up with a great concept that uh, the front of the glasses is all in one piece, and you know, it doesn't matter if you got a big schnoz, if uh, you know, you got a dumb-looking face like my my buddy in Capus Casing, or you know, if you got a uh, grandma tits like the professor, or if you got bad breath like uh, your grandfather, you will wear these glasses and you will get a compliment on them a hundred percent. They just like turn your face into something good-looking. So uh, go on BonfireShades.ca, use promo code BLAC in honor of the great late. Wade Belak, and you'll get 10% off the shades, and you'll have a $5 off, uh, $5, sorry, going to the uh, men's mental health, uh, which is a subject that doesn't get talked enough about, and uh, also, it's brought to you by Ruben Brewery in Cornwall, uh, which I'm going to be having a few of those this weekend, because uh, it looks like a nice weather, and uh, they have a beer for every palate, which is that thing that makes you sound fancy when you're uh, tasting something, and you go... Uh, so, uh, my episode today, before we jump right into it, is going to be the top 10 uh, most entertaining players for the Montreal Canadiens from 1995 to 2020, which is pretty much the time that I can remember the actual players that played. Because I mentioned a few times on the podcast that in 1993, uh, I'm sure I would have had some guys that were entertaining there too, but I don't really remember it that well because I'm mid-30s, literally I'm 35. So uh, before we do that, I'd just like to uh, talk about something that I am planning on organizing, which is a race, uh, not a race, sorry, a 10K, uh, where all the profits would go to the Children's Treatment Center. I'm kind of trying to organize this and wondering how to go about it. I know uh, my friend uh, Alec over there at the uh, Five for Fighting has a larger reach, so I uh, reached out to him um, and asked him uh, if he'd be interested in something like that so uh, no pressure on anybody but uh, I was thinking something like $50 to enter maybe you can even do it virtually you know uh, with the COVID going on I don't know how we go about it maybe uh, 
uh, Alec has a, a good idea, um, and maybe he has a charity that he uh, that that's closer uh, to you know because he he was uh, in the military, so I don't know uh, you know it doesn't have to go all towards a. Uh, uh, my charity but it'd be cool to do something like that I think um, and uh, obviously uh, support the old school hockey too at the same time uh, so anyways just an idea that I'm throwing out there um, I'm gonna also going to have Alec back on uh, in the near future to give me his top 10 uh, Florida Panthers enforcers and uh, Joe which I've mentioned this but I didn't say anything on the podcast yet I would like to have him for the top 10 UFC fighters. I know he's a big fan of Keith Jardine, uh, so that'd be a lot of fun. I don't think he'd be in his top ten. Obviously, he's just a fan of him. Just uh, kind of like I'm a huge fan of Brian McGratton. Just love the way he fought, but I don't know if he'd be in my top ten of all time. But uh, definitely love that guy. I know Darren does as well. Darren at Fourth Line Voice. Shout out to him because um, I think he bought himself a jersey. Uh, I think it's CoolHockey.com. Anyways, go listen to his podcast. He'll give you the the correct website. Uh, always entertaining uh, interviews on his podcast. And I just listened to his yesterday, and I heard him chirp me. Not cool, Darren. Uh, but yeah, it was all in good fun. Um, pretty embarrassing that I did uh, lose my boat. How do you lose a boat, right? Um, and thanks to those people that found my boat. I didn't really mention it, but thanks a lot, guys. Uh, I kind of skipped over that part, I guess. I It was weird. When I came back from my trip, I wasn't really feeling it uh, doing the podcast. And uh, just to talk about that, actually, I'm going to say it. I think I'm the strongest man in the world. Forget MMA fighters. Forget about enforcers. I think I'm the strongest man in the world. I don't think anybody is stronger than me. I am the man. Because... I was feeling like shit, went on my boat that night and made that podcast, so that was literally a podcast from my boat, maybe I'll call, maybe that'll be my new theme, podcast from the boat, maybe it'll it'll up my numbers on my Twitter, Um, but basically I was feeling kind of odd, just not feeling it, usually I'm in a a good mood, full of jokes, super hilarious, Uh, but uh, yeah, just nothing was coming to me and uh, it was painful just trying to well, I mean, I'm talking to myself, so it's kind of dorky in the first place. Uh, but the next day uh, is when I started really feeling like crap. I was at work, and uh, around like 9 a.m., I started feeling dizzy. I had the chills. Uh, temperature here is like 32, but even I was walking outside, I had to wear a coat. It was just bizarre. Uh, so I had like a bug, I guess. Um, I was a little bit stressed out, to be honest with you. I thought maybe I had gotten like maybe the COVID because I had traveled to Quebec, but I don't. So let me into your stores people um i got rid of it guys is uh so like that's why i said i'm the strongest man in the world because i beat uh the flu i feel like it was like in four hours so i just got myself a soup from uh, tim hortons so maybe that's the trick and actually i went jogging too because uh for like the 10k run that i said i'm trying to train for that so uh you know uh you know when they say uh get some rest maybe put that theory to rest see what i did there um now you know, it's, I'm kidding, obviously, um, you know, I, I couldn't fight my way out of a paper bag, but, uh, you know, I, I was pretty, I felt like the man, I don't know if you beat a flu, like a 24 hour flu, they usually call it in four hours. I don't know. I guess I got a awesome immune system, but I think I, the reason I got in the first place is cause I was so stressed out when I got back and I found out that my boat wasn't there, but, uh, Let's jump into it, shall we? The Montreal Canadiens, I've been to my fair share of games. 
So I'm a lucky guy. And uh, I've seen some good players go through. So I made myself a little list. You can disagree with it. Like I said, I'd like to have some uh, more uh, fan interaction. So if you guys can write into uh, the podcast, you can email me if you're not on Twitter. But like I said, follow me on Twitter if you are on Twitter uh, at the bucket drop. But uh, email me, you know. Um, I'd like to get some more Cornwall people on the friggin' podcast. Uh, It's weird to just be this dorky guy writing messages to, you know... um, guys that played hockey in Europe and stuff like that and be like, hey, can you want to come on my little podcast? So uh, email me, say, hey, I'd like to come on the podcast. A lot of guys that I grew up playing with, um, I'm not going to mention their names because, you know, they're not doing it uh, because they don't want to come on. And I never really told them how to get onto the, uh, you know, to to, to come on the podcast. So just email me, uh, bobbylonggrass at gmail.com. So B-O-B-B-Y. Longgrass is L-O-N-G-R-A-S-S at gmail.com. Just email me. And you guys know how to reach out to me. I think they know who I am. Bobby Longgrass is my stage name. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, but for anybody who just listens to the podcast and want to give me some, you know, some critique, uh, you know, some words of support. Um, like I said, I sometimes feel dorky doing the podcast, but then someone will come along and be like, Hey man, I love what you're doing. So it's, I'm like, okay, well, cool. You know, like, uh, it's fun that someone actually listens to it on the other end. And uh, yeah, if you want to go on iTunes, I'm rambling now, um, give me, uh, some stars. I know I'm not a five star like Joe, the pro, cause Joe is a pro Joe Lazito at Coliseum Chronicles. Go check him out. Uh, but yeah, if you want to give me a few stars, I heard him say it on his podcast. It helps the algorithm which is a hard word for me to say. But uh, yeah, give me some stars, guys, because uh, I'm just a local guy, just doing my local thing and uh, trying to introduce some people to hip-hop because that's what I listen to when I uh, I go jogging. And I'm the most thuggish guy in the neighborhood. Don't mess around. Les patates, pas de la viande. Yeah, so my first uh, in my top 10 list of most entertaining I'm not saying the best, okay? I'm saying entertaining. And you guys might have a different list because, I mean, I don't have the best memory. I've been punched in the head quite a few times. Uh, I'll go with my captain as I was a child for probably the longest period of time, Saku Koivu. Personally, I wasn't the biggest Saku Koivu fan, but how can you not uh, cheer for a guy who came back from cancer? Uh, and he has he had a lot of big, big-time goals, Um in shootouts, um, he was a game breaker, you know, for the Montreal Canadiens. Not the most fancy guy with the puck. Um, like some guys might know who I'm going to say, but I'm going to leave him later on the list. But uh, Saku was a big playoff performer, um, put up a lot of points. And, uh, you know, I still remember reading the magazines when he was going to join the Canadiens. You know, there were this kid from... Uh, from Europe, you know, he's going to be the next big thing, you know, and uh, you, you got to mention Saku in those conversations. Uh, it's not shit on Koivu Day, but I just find that when he was the captain, uh, you know, he he didn't have a hold of the team. He didn't maybe command respect so much from uh, certain guys. Uh, you know, you had like the Ribeiro uh, altercations during practice uh, and this the team kind of seemed in shambles at times. Um, people would get traded because, you know, they were getting along. 
Uh, and that was during an era where uh, era uh, when uh, a lot of good coaches were coaching. You know, a lot of good coaches came through Montreal. Uh, La Violette, um, uh, Claude Julien, uh, oh, Claude Julien, um, Michel Terrier. You know, a lot of good coaches that had started out there. So, you know, uh, I'm just saying uh, maybe he was a great captain, but I'm just saying uh, he maybe didn't command the respect of the room as much as he as he could have. Uh, now, my number nine, big blast from the point, Shea Weber. Okay. So, again, I'm going from 1995 to 2020. Just the guys that entertained me the most. If I went to games... Who got you out of your seat and you just loved it, you know? Uh, who doesn't like a big slap shot from the point? And uh, maybe I'm being biased just because I'm a defenseman. I'm a defenseman. I'm not a. I'm a defenseman in beer league, but uh, you know, I I gotta go with my boy Weber. Um, you know, just that big shot that hurts guys uh, if you dive in front of it. Um, I know I'd probably dive in front of it just because I'm an idiot um, and I, my face would explode. But uh, Shea Weber, how can you not love that guy? Uh, my number eight, a guy that I looked up to as a kid. Um, I say as a kid, uh, maybe when I was a bit older, because I mean, the kid, he was, uh, I wasn't a kid anymore when I was watching them too, too much, but, uh, just while I was playing hockey at the end of my minor, uh, minor league, uh, career, not minor league, I don't know, minor hockey, sorry, uh, would be Francis Bouillon. I, I had the pleasure of meeting him twice, actually, which is awesome. Not tall in stature. He might actually be shorter than me. But I played against him in Cornwall in an old-timers game. And, man, can that guy fly. Uh, you know, and he's got moves. You know, you look in the NHL, you see how good these guys are when they're playing against your regular Joes like myself. Uh, the guy was coming down on me like he was a forward and just, like, dangling like crazy. I kind of uh, played uh, maybe a bit of body on him because, not body, but I just, like, that's the only thing he could do, man. Like, the guy is just, he's a tank, you know? He's maybe five foot, I'm five foot nine, so he would be, what, five foot eight or five foot seven and a, and a half. They always had a few inches, right? But the guy just used to lay out everybody, man. Like, he used, he was a fucking big hitter. I remember when he friggin' uh, smoked Tucker so many times, and he actually one-punched a Tucker. Um, Leafs fans won't like that, but I still remember Tucker was coming down. Uh, Francis had done a big hit on uh, a player, and um, uh, he was off balance uh, for some reason. I forget why. And Tucker just kind of a little bit of a cheap shot, you know. But that, that's what the rivalries were. So I'm saying cheap shot. I mean, like I wouldn't complain about it now. You know, that's what hockey was. It was awesome, you know. So you hit him. I would have probably done the same thing. And then uh, whatever, uh, Bouillon just had this crazy look in his eyes. And I remember he hit him. And I, I met him twice. I met him at the Bay, uh, which is a place uh, that's popular around uh, these parts in Cornwall, if you know where the Bay is. Um, and But it's actually, like I said, it's Cornwall. It's, it's, it's on the Quebec side. It's actually not near Cornwall, but you can get there by boat. Um, and I actually met him in the old-timers game, and he was cool in both occasions. I didn't want to ask him for a picture when we both had our shirts off, first of all, because he kind of looked better with me than, uh, better than me without a shirt. Um, and also, it might seem a little bit, you know, just a little odd, you know, just whatever. Um, so, yeah, Frankie, and he was cool enough to take a picture with me, uh, which I should use as my profile picture because, yeah, I definitely looked up to that guy big time. Um, and uh, next on my list, uh, I got number seven, Alexi 
Emlyn, I think uh, I said his first name in French, but he's a Russian. Um, guy kind of played in Russia uh, for a while in the KHL before he was actually noticed to come to North America. And uh, I could be wrong, but I think it might have actually been Pierre Dajna, a guy that I fought in the FHL. I think I only mentioned that for the 50th time on my podcast. Uh, not a big deal, uh, as uh, PB would say. Um, but... Uh, yeah, um, I think he's the one who kind of like took notice and uh, let uh, people know like this kid is a, you know, a, he's, he's, he's the man. He fucking rocks guys and like who can't, who can forget, you know, when he smoked Luch a bunch of times. And, you know, people might get mad at him, you know, he didn't fight and stuff because uh, he had gotten a fight in the KHL where he had a plate put into his face so basically if he got in a fight he can basically break his face and put an end to his career so can you really blame him for that you know like I'm always a guy that says like you know you got to defend yourself uh, if you're going to play like that but I mean the guy's got a fucking plate in his face and the only way that he can stay in the NHL is by doing that so it's a lose-lose situation you know what you're going to say you're going to stop hitting because uh, because you can't fight and then uh, you're going to lose your job in the NHL like I don't think so. You know, uh, uh, you're used to eating that filet mignon. You don't want to go to the uh, always hungry league, as uh, Ray Witt, he would say. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he was making decent money in the KHL, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people have heard the stories of uh, what it's like living out there. So, uh, Alexi, which I saw some people call him Boom Boom Emelin, but is kind of dorky, to be honest. Um, But, yeah, he used to throw some big hits and... You know, uh, that's when uh, friggin' Boston, uh, they had to have, like, three guys go after someone whenever uh, whenever he laid out a hit. But, yeah, I got to go with him. And I like that kind of rough hockey, um, even though he wasn't a, a fighter. But he did drop the gloves with, with Chara. And I think he kind of had no choice. Um, so give the guy credit. And uh, my number six, Sheldon Surrey. Now, this is a guy that could hit. He could fight. And he could blast a freaking slap shot from the point i rhymed that without even doing it on purpose even though i'm the worst rapper ever and like if we just go back and you know look at his stats go back look at his stats oh man i'm just on fire today um you know in 2006 2007 he had 64 points in 81 games so you know that's not nothing and uh, i still remember his big goal i think it was against the ottawa senators um, and uh, that was quite the goal. If you guys hear uh, cars and stuff, I'm near the highway right now. And uh, yeah, the guy, the guy was awesome. Um, I remember that fight with uh, McCarty um, when McCarty was playing with Calgary, and he he blighted him up. He was just kind of, uh, you know, you you wouldn't think uh, that he was that tough because he was so good, you know. Uh, you know, he got burnt. I still remember he got burnt by Spezza. But he did a lot more good than he did bad. A little bit out of P.K. Subban. Um, because, you know, a lot of people would say, like, oh, he's a liability. Yeah, but, man, the guy's fucking entertaining. You go to a hockey game to get entertained. You don't go to a hockey game to see the beautiful defensive plays. Even though I'm a defense, yes, it's nice when a guy stops a two-on-one. You know, or the goalie makes a nice save. Like, Carey Price is the fucking man in nets you know what i mean but i don't have him on my list because to me it's not what turns my crank you know it probably turns a lot of people's cranks and i mean the guy's good looking let's let's not kid ourselves but i i don't know it's just to me i like to see a show and uh 
I guess he is part of the show when he does a big love save. I get up and I freaking clap my hands, but he's not on the most entertaining list for me. Um, and yeah, I like I said, uh, that big goal that he had against Ottawa, uh, Sheldon Surrey, that is, and he had many, many more where he can just he could just tee it up. Uh, I don't know if he had any kind of a shot that registered close to Chara's and uh, Webb's, but you know he could he could rip a puck, a one timer, you know, um, you know, bet with the best of them. So Sheldon's the guy, and uh, yeah, he beat a lot of people's asses too when he was Montreal. Uh, good old. Uh, Western boy, I believe. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if he's been on the podcast. I think he was on the Cam and Strick, but uh, yeah, the guy was uh, another good-looking friggin' guy. I think he was an underwear model at one point. So I don't know why I'm talking about that, but now you know. And uh, who's my next guy? All right, I might have to do some editing, but I don't feel like it. Um, my next guy on my list. I'm at number five already. P.K. Subban, so a guy that brought a lot of entertainment to me, uh, to my family, uh, when we went to games uh, with the Spinorama. Uh, I can't forget the game where, I, I wasn't at the game, but uh, when he uh, he hit Marshawn, I mean, fuck, that was beautiful. And he had lined him up from so far. And uh, not to mention uh, that game, I think it might have actually been when the Bruins won the Cup, but it doesn't matter, just for the entertainment factor. Uh, and that might have been in Boston where he shushed everybody when he came up with a big goal. Um, I think it was to go into overtime, and there was like minutes left. I'd have to go back and look at it. But uh, PK was definitely entertaining. I know a distraction in the room, uh, possibly. And uh, to be honest, I don't. I, I was kind of debating... Uh, if I was a GM, like I would like to play the hypothetical GM card sometimes. If I would take him back in Montreal, I don't think I would take him anymore. I saw that he's got his own podcast and nothing against that. But uh, an active player having his own podcast, I see something wrong with that. I don't know why. Um, and you know when he was with the Preds and he made that Listerine comment about Crosby. I think Crosby's a bitch to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of Crosby. I know he's a great, great player. I love him on my team, I'm sure. Uh, but I still would get annoyed by his face and his whining with the refs. I don't like that shit. Even uh, Claude Julien, I remember when he used to coach against us for Boston. He'd always bitch at the refs like between the periods. And then it would seem like Boston would get all the calls afterwards. I don't know if he still does that in Montreal. Maybe I don't notice it as much because, you know, he's our coach. But... I think he's toned that down a little bit. Uh, but PK uh, was super entertaining with Montreal. Um, I think maybe he was one of the reasons why the Predators didn't win the Cup that one year. Like, if you just, like, swap PK and Webbs, um, I think maybe they would have won that Cup. Kind of weird to think about that. Uh, but, yeah, PK. Um, and if we just go look at his stats really, really quick. PK with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, this must have been the year that he won uh, the Norris. 60 points in the 2014-15 season in 82 games. 15 goals, 45 assists. PK, the Spinorama, you know, I still try it in beer league. So uh, PK was definitely a very entertaining player. Now moving on to the list, uh, my number four, the Radiator. Guy has a nickname. You know that... The guy, if a guy has a nickname in Montreal, he's a fan favorite. Uh, he's the shit. Radulov was playing, I think it was four seasons in the KHL, uh, but then he managed to come back to the NHL, and what did he get? Something ridiculous, right? He had 
62 points in 76 games. And the guy just gave her every single friggin' game. And uh, I forget who it was. I, I think it might have been. Oh, yeah, it was Marasti, actually, that I had on the podcast. And I said, who's the best player that you played against or with? And he mentioned Radulov. Uh, obviously, he must have played against him. Uh, I think it was in the K, actually, that he played against him. Yeah, it would have been about that time, that timeline. So, uh, yeah, the radiator. I mean, the guy just gives it every single fucking shift, throws hits, uh, you know, perfect passes, nice goals. Um, and to come from the KHL, which is a totally different league, come back to the NHL and not miss a beat. I mean, the Montreal Montreal Canadiens took a gamble on him, um, and then and just his face. You know, he just has that that face that you just you just like you know he's always smiling the guys on his team love him and you'd hear uh, good things that they would say about him so how can you not like the radiator and uh like just looking at that now mark bergerman fuck that one up so bad you know like he let him go for nothing man like he's got he comes back to montreal he gets He gets 54 points in 76 games and basically we let him go for nothing uh why uh probably because uh mark bergevin is a stubborn mofo and he didn't want to you know play the game uh he he was just he didn't want to give him what he wanted because he's that's another nickname bargain bin Ver- bergevin you know and right now you might be watching the playoffs and like oh mark bergevin is not doing so bad right that's there's a lot of factors, man. There's the coaching. Like, look at the look at the lineup that that is iced right now. They're not gonna win the cup. If they do, thank you, coach. Thank you, goalie. But aside from that, yeah, we have webs on the point. There's a few guys like fucking Petrie's playing amazing, you know. But we don't have the team to do it. Um, if we do, I think it comes down to coaching and goaltending. So, anyways, um, but, yeah, you know, just don't let a guy walk away like that. And now, like, look what he's doing in Dallas right now. He's got 72 points in his first season with uh, 72 points in 82 games the following season. Uh, 2018-2019, 72 points in 70 games, you know. So, uh, he didn't have the greatest season this year, but we could have used that for those two years. Would you not agree? I think I think we'd be in the, maybe in the playoffs, right? We were in the playoffs that year. So, uh what else? Um, moving on. My number three. Number 22. You might have seen him in a few Rock'em Sock'em or two. Uh, Benoit Brunet. Benoit Brunet was one of those players uh, that just once in a while would decide to go end-to-end and he could do it. He had the speed. He had that old uh, bubble helmet. Um, so Benoit Brunet is on my list. Uh, I'm getting to guys that I watched when I was growing up, uh, when I was younger, uh, but I still remember him being extremely, extremely uh, entertaining. And when you're a kid and you're skating on the rink, what are you trying to do? You're trying to go to end to end. That's a problem when you're playing beer league, right? You got these young guys coming up uh, from junior B and they didn't, they're not passing the puck. Not all of them, but some of them. So Benoit Brunet, number 22, I'll still remember you. Uh, Benoit Brunet, definitely my number three guy, and you'll see him in the Rock'em Sock'ems. Go buy your old Rock'em Sock'ems. Support Don Cherry. He's my favorite guy of all time. And uh, yeah, and uh, n- number two, who do you think that I have at number two? None other than 
Number 33, Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy, the good old wink after he saves in the playoffs. And uh, just a fiery guy. Um, the big uh, glove saves with a little bit of added uh, pepper and uh, salt. Uh, so you can't forget about Patrick Roy. Um, I was at the game where he came back um, and got basically uh, uh, his jersey retired in Montreal. And uh, he said in French, uh, Aujourd'hui, je reviens à la maison. I think it was along those lines. So today, I come home. Uh, so, And I got a little bit emotional because he was my favorite player growing up. I had number 33 uh, shaved into the, the back of my head. Um, he took the team on his back in the 1993 uh, playoffs, which is what freaking Carey Price is going to have to do. Uh, Carey Price, great guy. Um, uh, he'd be in my honorable mentions. I have a few honorable mentions, um, you know, but just Pat had, and, and like, this This is not the best, guys. This is the most entertaining, okay? The guys that got me out of my seat. And Carey Price has done some of those saves. So he is on the honorable mentions. The guy's a great, great person. Um, and I, I love the guy. I mean, he, if we win anything this year, it's going to be Carey Price. Um, and he almost did it against the Rangers that one uh, series when uh, Kreider dove into him. So not taking anything away. I'm just talking about the most entertaining guys. And Patrick Kawhi was known to, you know, he liked the fisticuffs too. And, uh, you know, he didn't like, he didn't let anybody stand in front of his net. He gave him a whack or two. So uh, Patrick Kawhi. I'll never forget you. And uh, Mario Tremblay, fucking clown. Uh, you know, he was just had a huge ego, and uh, that's the reason why we lost him. Um, and uh, actually, before I get into my number one, because I think a lot of people are going to know who this one is, um, I'm going to mention the honorable mentions. So uh, one guy that was huge, and they're not in a specific list, uh, is Dale Weiss. That series that he was doing the muscles with uh, Lucic when they were both kind of in their primes, I guess. You know, uh, Dale Weiss was not, hadn't really found a home, but when he played in Montreal, and it might have been for two seasons or one, I can't really recall. But uh, yeah, he brought a lot of entertainment. Dutch Gretzky, as they called him, because he played in, uh, he played over there uh, during uh, during the lockout. So uh, Dale Weiss, uh, and uh, hilarious haircut too. Uh, funny looking guy. Gotta love that guy. Marc-André Bergeron, again, like I said, I was biased a little bit, maybe. Huge uh, slap shot from the point. Along those same lines, James Wisniewski, he had a freaking rocket, too. And a uh, funny guy, too, like liked to chirp. Next guy, really loved to chirp, Maxime Lapierre. With a face you like to hate. And, uh, yeah, just just a pest. Um, he, got, he fought a bit, but he was terrible at it. Um, but I, I like a guy like that, a guy, a guy that chirps. And he backs it up. He might not uh, be the best um, as long as you show up. You'll hear that on a lot of fighting podcasts as long as you show up. I got told that by Chris Afnati when I uh, refused to fight uh, Chase Tippin. You know, I told him, like, man, I'm not fighting that guy. I'm a middleweight. And he's like, you know, as long as you show up. But before I was even able to uh, consider fighting him because like I said I'm happy I never even considered it um he jumped in and uh, took on uh, took on the big monster uh Chase Tippin nice guy though uh, just same monster because he's fucking tough as hell um Oleg Petrov next on my list uh my last guy on uh, honorable mentions I'm sure there's so many more so like I said email me at bobbylongrass at gmail.com 
um, and uh, let me know what maybe your list is. I'd like to I'd like to know, um, and uh, leave your name, please. Uh, and uh, yeah, that'd be great. And uh, purchase a hat, like I said, if uh, they're only twenty five bucks, guys, friggin' delivered to right to your house wherever the fuck you live. So uh, if you purchase a hat, all the friggin' profit. Like, I don't take anything into my pocket. It goes all the way to the Children's Treatment Center in Cornwall to help the victims of child abuse. Because some people think it's right to hit kids because they're fucking idiots. Not even human beings. Um, So, number one. My number one is, you guessed it, the magic man. The man with the plan. From, uh, I don't have one, Uh, but... Alex Kovalev or is it Alexi? I don't know Kovalev we called him Kovi when we went to the game Kovi 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 Kovalev was phenomenal I remember going to games where he completely took over I remember going to a Sens game versus Montreal my dad uh, got us that for Christmas and we were in the Reds and we we were right there right above the goalie um I don't remember who the Sens goalie was when he scored. I think it was his third goal in the game, so maybe it wasn't a hat trick, but it was his third goal um, closing out the the game versus the Ottawa Senators around Christmas time. And did we party after that one? Um, just phenomenal player, amazing hands. And uh, let's go look at some of his stats real quick. Let's go look at some of his stats. So this is when he came to Montreal, so I guess he would have been late 30s. Um, So, going down the line with the Montreal Canadiens, 2005, 69 games, 65 points. 73 games, 47 points. 82 games, 84 points. More points in games. 78 games, 65 points. 77 games, 49 points. 54 games, 27 points. Actually, those last two that I read off were with the Senators. So, uh, the last season that he had with Montreal were 70, uh, 65 points in 78 games. So, the guy just loved Montreal. Montreal loved him. Uh, who can forget that hit on Tucker? I've mentioned that many, many times. One of the most beautiful things that I've seen at the Bell Center. Uh, it Actually, you know what? Out of anything that I've seen at the Bell Center, that was my favorite moment in hockey ever um i've never cheered so loud in my my life it was amazing it was the greatest thing that i've ever seen ever witnessed so um yeah just absolutely amazing so guys that closes it out pretty well um i hope that you had a good time listening to that uh like i said i've got some good uh, things coming and uh some great guests coming but i guess i wanted to do that today i just wanted to do that i wanted to be uh, in a better mood doing the podcast and i hope you guys enjoyed that and if you guys want to be on the podcast if you're a cornwall guy that played hockey you got some good stories please freaking reach out all right i'll give you my cell phone number 613-577-4140 all right um so take care of your k's like i mentioned in the last episode that's your knuckles and uh yeah bucket drop